episode of Two Geeks, Two Beers, with me, Morgan, a sort of podcasting lone ranger, with Tom as my tonto. <laughs> Hello. I like that. Uh, over the past 47 episodes, we found ourselves leaping from topic to topic, putting things right that once went wrong, like that time a whole episode didn't record, <laughs> and always hoping that our next episode will be our big break. <laughs> this is episode 48, and oh boy... It's Quantum Leap. Yes, and I feel like two weeks is going to end, just like Quantum Leap ended. But disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> so it has been a little while since our last uh, bonafide episode. Yeah. Bonafide? Bonafide? Yeah. Um, Solo, in fact, that Tom just forgot how we start the show. Yeah. I was like, do we start with the opening of the do beers? Do we start with the beers? I guess we do. We always yeah. start with the beers. Yeah. Uh, time got away from us. Uh, but here we'll be discussing, dissecting, and occasionally disparaging uh, beloved late 80s, early 90s sci-fi series, Quantum Leap. Yes. So the beers, mm-hmm. I've ordered these in special. Uh, it's two cans of more hoppiness. See what we did there? Hop, yeah. leap. Yeah, hop in. Yeah. Ah, Quantum hop. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you do better. Uh. Yeah. So, More Hoppiness has been described by RateBeer.com as the favourite of many die-hard ale fans. It's a spicy and herbal British India pale ale, and it is is 6.5% volume. Yeah, that's going to be messy by the end of the episode. Oh boy. (laughs) So, Quantum Leap. It aired for uh, five seasons on NBC from March 1989 through to May 1993 and in the United Kingdom because quite often it's hard to uh, find details of when exactly these shows went out in the UK but in the United Kingdom the show began on BBC Two on February the 13th 1990 uh, airing on Tuesday evenings at 9pm I do remember watching it it was a a family favourite in my household it was just just loved the characters loved the premise see I I do think of it as good clean family fun (laughs) We dig into yeah. it. Not so much. Yeah. So it was created by uh, Donald P. Belisario, great name, <laughs> who also created or co-created, uh, meaning he either did one or the other. Not that we're not, <laughs> not that we're not entirely sure. Uh, he contributed to the creation of yeah. uh, Magnum PI, nice Airwolf, Brilliant. Jag, and its spin-off NCIS, which is still running to this day. What, NCIS was a spin-off of Jag. Yeah, I've never heard of Jag in my life. Jag, future episode. What? Well, NCIS was a spin-off of another show? Yeah. Fascinating. I mean, yeah. I, I, no, never the, heard of that. The most successful spin-off of all time. Wow. Uh, mind blown. So, already I'm blowing <laughs> your mind. We haven't even got onto Quantum Leap yet. Jack. <laughs> so, Belisario had quite the impact on the US TV landscape. Though he said that Quantum Leap was his favourite of the shows he contributed to. Uh, so, having worked on the original Battlestar Galactica, Belisario was inspired by the pilot of the spin off, another spin off, 
uh, Galactica 1980, which involved time travel and changing events in history. The great ship Galactica, majestic and loving, strong and protecting. Our home for these many years we've endured the wilderness of space. And now we near the end of our journey. Scouts and electronic surveillance confirm that we have reached our haven, that planet which is home to our ancestor brothers. Too many of our sons and daughters did not survive to share the fulfillment of our dream. We can only take comfort and find strength in that they did not die in vain. As well as the 1978 film Heaven Can Wait, about a man killed before his time who's returned to Earth in a new body. I'm not supposed to be here. But you are here. Well, you guys made a mistake. There is no mistake. Well, anybody can make a mistake. I want to check out on Joseph Pendleton. When is he due to arrive? Pendleton Joseph due to arrive 1017 a.m. March 20th of the year 2025. Hey, so he jumped the gun. Anybody could have done that. Just put me back where you found me. Joe, we can put you into another man's body. Are you kidding? You're going to put me into the body of another man? Hey. It's me. Inwardly, you haven't changed. You're still Joe Pendleton. That's what you and I see. But outwardly, you're Leo Farnsworth, and that's what everyone else will see. It was remade as Down to Earth, starring Chris Rock and Mark Addy. <laughs> oh god, I remember that. Mind of my money and my oh, money and my mind. Dear. That was like 10 minutes. Well, I know Mark Addy's made it big again now, but yeah. there was a time where, because of Full Monty, he yeah. was like in demand. Flintstones, he, Viva Rock Vegas. <laughs> His agent. Yeah, he has, didn't do very well until Game of Thrones. Mark Addy put to bed. Mark Addy, he didn't do very well. Your body's gone. But we can put you in another person's body as long as no one knows he's dead yet. Who lives here? Charles Wellington, 15 richest man in America. Well, I can't go to the Apollo in that body. How am I supposed to get laughs looking like him? Come on, he looks funny to me. As I was um leaving work yeah. today, colleague yeah. asked me what I was doing this evening. I said, I'm recording an episode of my podcast. Always embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> It got off to a bad start. <laughs> and she said, uh, oh, what, what's it about, yeah. this episode? And I said, Quantum Leap. Yeah. And she said, what's that? What? And she's like, in her late 20s, <sighs> and like, you know, a knowledgeable person, <sighs> but she had never heard of Quantum... And it just, just blows my mind know, that someone... It's like, you lived through it, yeah. late 80s, early 90s, you were around, you haven't got that excuse. She's lived in this country this whole time. It's like... You don't, you don't know who Scott Bakula is. You're not, you're not au fait with the work of Dean Stockwell. Ziggy. Not Love on the Northern Line. It's a totally different Ziggy. That's niche. That's so niche. So Quantum Leap, uh. listen in. Quantum Leap starred Scott Bakula as Dr. Sam Beckett. A physicist who leaps through space-time during an experiment in time travel, temporarily taking the place of other people to correct historical mistakes. Dean Stockwell co-starred as Admiral Al Calavici, Sam's womanising, cigar-smoking <laughs> companion and best friend, who appears to him as a hologram. Yeah. Al's cigar was apparently the idea of Stockwell, who said it was a good way to get free cigars for five years. Control! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's happening, Gushy? He's leaping! CD said no, but Sam's leaping! He can't leap, we're not ready. Tell Sam that! Put him on! Kill! 
did it. Did what? I can't remember. I can't remember anything. Who am I? Where am I? I'll put the coffee on, Tom. Oh, boy. I'm in big trouble here. I don't even remember going to bed with this woman, whoever she is. And whoever she is, she's certainly pregnant. Very pregnant. Uh, the series yeah. features a mix of humour, drama, romance, social commentary and science fiction. And one of the strengths of the premise, I would venture, yep. was the variety it offered. Quantum Leap was essentially a different show each week. It was science fiction, but the series also became a gangster drama, a detective thriller, an epic romance. The list goes on. You never knew what you were going to get every yeah. time you tuned in. Yeah. Oh, where's it going to be this time? Little treat. Although you did see it in the previous episode. You did yeah. see it, yeah. But apart from that. <laughs> apart from that, you might have forgotten. You might have forgotten. You might have forgotten. So, let's delay this pleasure I'm, I'm, no I'm annoyed we haven't heard it yet yeah shall we play yeah. the quantum leap yes, theme please. let's do it love it theorising that one could time travel within his own lifetime Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the quantum leap accelerator and vanished he awoke to find himself trapped in the past facing mirror images that were not his own and driven by an unknown force to change history for the better. His only guide on this journey is Al, an observer from his own time, who appears in the form of a hologram that only Sam can see and hear. And so Dr. Beckett finds himself leaping from life to life, striving to put right what once went wrong, and hoping each time that his next leap will be the leap home. That, or even well. listen to the jazzy quantum yeah. leap theme and not instantly be in a better mood. Yeah. You know, I've said before how certain things bite into your history. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I do remember you said you made up that nonsense phrase. Yeah, <laughs> that is one of them. It's one of those theme tunes and title sequences that you mm. look at and go, Ah, oh, I'm suddenly like eight again. It's brilliant. Like, it's brilliant. Yeah. Beckett and Al, they are the lads. <laughs> yes, the boys traveling through time. <laughs> 
So that was a big part of why I loved Quantum yeah, Leap yeah. on BBC Two as a kid. It was a romp. There were larks. Yeah. They, they got into scrapes. Got into mischief. Uh, and it had a ridiculous, sassy, saxy theme tune. Yeah. And Scott Bakula giving me a thumbs up at the end. That's yeah. my favourite bit. Thumbs up. You know, everything's going to be all right. Because you got Bakula there. He's a comforting presence. Yeah. And also... Saving a, lives, kissing girls, having a great time. Having a great time. Yeah. And also, he's a very sort of... A very particular sort of late 80s, early 90s yeah. hunk. Yeah. These days, Quantum Leap would star some... Chris Hemsworth with all the abs in the world. And, yeah, exactly. And yeah. huge pecs. And he was he was a good-looking guy back yeah. here, but he's yeah. sort of just like... Just a guy. A regular guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ladies loved him. <laughs> so the theme for Quantum Leap was composed by the legendary yes. Mike Post, who also composed uh, the iconic themes for Law and Order. Yeah. And the A-Team. Uh, amazing. Yeah. But uh, my favourite by him is, uh, um, well, he did Hill Street Blues and Magnum P.I., both of which are brilliant in themselves. Yeah. But also um, The Rockford Files. Now, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I know the theme to The Rockford Files. Um, here's a burst. Good stuff, strong stuff. But I know mu- I, I don't know I've ever seen a whole episode of the Rock Files yeah. starring James Garner. But the theme tune in itself is they released that as a single at the time. That's yeah. how that's how good it was. Yeah. So well done, Mr. Post. Well done, Mr. Post. Yeah. The A team, of course, one of the best ever theme tunes. Of course, yeah. because like it's Jurassic Park, you can sing uh, the yeah. title of the show yeah. to the theme. The A team, the A team. Now I'm wondering if you could do that with like. Sam Beckett's going on a quantum leap. <laughs> Thumbs up. Uh, so, the, the, as well as the theme there, you heard uh, the impassioned opening voiceover. Yeah. Why can't you make it home, Dr. Sam Beckett? Why? Really into it. <laughs> and that was performed by uh, Deborah Pratt, who was a co-executive producer and writer on Quantum Leap, also the wife of Donald Belisario, oh. and the voice of Ziggy. Oh. Uh, who was the artificial intelligence component uh, of Project yeah. Quantum Leap. I wonder, I wonder if they married ha- having met on the set or if they were already together when they got the gig. There's just so much love in the air on Quantum Leap. <laughs> <laughs> they watched Sam Beckett romancing all those ladies. Yeah. Uh, so the series originally featured a different opening narration with uh, Bakula in character as Sam Beckett, but Pratt's voiceover became the standard from midway through season two onward. But is she being Ziggy? Yeah, it's not clear. Is it just, I'm yeah. not sure if she's in character mm. or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's in character I'm going to okay. say it's Ziggy doing the narration yeah. so it sort of touched on the plot but Quantum Leap follows Sam Beckett who is a physicist who has become stuck in the past as a result of a time travel experiment gone wrong and his attempts to return to the present the far flung future of 1999 <laughs> by altering events in the past for the better with the aid of a hologram of his friend Al Calavici played by Dean Stockwell yeah. who is monitoring him from Sam's present so in the series premiere, uh, Sam has theorised the ability to travel in one's own lifetime. So, so you can't go back to the Middle Ages? Or, well, oh, you, uh, no, oh. That, that, that's the rule, but we'll get on to that. All right. But I just think if they did it, it back then, you could sort of, that means he could go back to like the 50s. Yeah. It'd be rubbish now. It's like, yeah. how far can he possibly go back? Like 80s, maybe? The 80s? It's yeah. not as good. Not as yeah. good now. It's like, oh, 
Back in the eighties, it's a the fashion's worse, but it's mostly the same. Threat of nuclear Armageddon, but uh, incompetent U.S. president. It's kind of mostly the same. So you have to explain to me the rules, more rules though, because mm. so are they changing the the past? Right, we'll to get, make it better. Don't worry, I've got it all down here. I've got it all down here. I can't remember. So Sam is the lead of the government-funded Project Quantum Leap, yeah. which operates from a secret laboratory in New Mexico. When Al, who oversees the project for the government, learns that funding for the project is in danger of being pulled because of a lack of results, Sam takes it upon himself to step into the Quantum Leap accelerator to prove the project works like a human guinea pig, and he's sent into the past. When Sam wakes, he is suffering from partial amnesia, with Al, who appears as a hologram tuned into Sam's brainwaves, helping to fill in the gaps of his... Swiss cheese memory. Right. So this was a device that meant that Al could explain historical events to the audience without making it look like Sam was a total idiot. So was Al in like a little machine doing this? Sure, projecting himself. He's tuned into Sam's brainwave, so Sam is the only one who could see him when he's in the past. So when, so in Sam's present, mm. no, in uh, Al's present, yeah, um, he's he's gone to his. Uh, I assume he's got a wife or whatever, and he's yeah. like, um, well, well, we'll get onto that. Okay, well, he goes, uh, uh, I'm just going to work. What are you doing? Oh, I just need to sort of sit in this booth and tell Sam what's going on. What? <laughs> just, just, just deal with it. It's no, fine. it's top secret though, isn't it? Quantum project. So what does he secret? do? So he just goes, he just goes to work and sits at his desk and goes, right, I'm just plugging myself in. Right. Yeah. Oh, bye. And uh, so just everyone has to sort of watch him while he's sort of acting out his, his, his weird little world. Crashing around, running yeah. around. Oh. I don't know who's got it worse. I think Al's got it worse, to be honest. So Al, working with the aforementioned Ziggy, determines that Sam must alter an event in the past to re-engage the quantum leap process each time. Right. Though Sam never knows where he'll leap to next. Uh, Al suggests in the pilot that God or time or something was just waiting for your quantum leap to correct a mistake. Alright. Alright. Complicating his mission is the fact that Sam leaps into the bodies of figures from the past and must pose as that figure for the time he spends in that particular period of history. Following? Yeah, I I have questions. Fine. If I haven't addressed them by the end... I'm just making sure I'm making them I will take questions at the end. Okay, I'm, I'm writing them down. Right. So the nature of Sam's mission would change from week to week. So one episode might require him to patch up a relationship between a husband and wife, while another would see him involved in pivotal moments in history. So the JFK assassination and the Watergate scandal both cropped up across the show's four-year run. Mm -hmm. The Belisario, uh, he came up with the show's concept as a way of developing an original anthology series, because actual anthology series weren't popular at the time with US networks. And most episodes would end on a cliffhanger, showing the first few moments of Sam's next leap, accompanied by his catchphrase... Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Which is repeated in the following episode, Cold Open. Would you like to watch a montage of it every yeah. time Sam Beckett says, oh boy? Of course you would. It's about two hours long. Oh boy. 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 No, I told you. It's a girl. Oh boy! Oh boy! Words lost all meaning. Yeah. At that point, um, two two questions. I suppose mm. one. Um, I wonder why they chose Oh Boy because mm. it's not like I don't think anyone in the history of the world has ever said Oh Boy in, in that scenario. And two <laughs> in that scenario, in, that in, any, in any scenario. Or two. Um, has was there ever a time where he he arrived and it was so good he didn't need to say Oh Boy because oh this is great. But it, it it works. That's the good thing about Oh Boy. It works in all scenarios. If you like, like there's one where he. 
uh, leaps and he's the pilot in a plane. Yeah. He doesn't know how to fly a plane. He's like, oh boy, but if it's like really great, because <laughs> I'd, I'd say an inordinate amount of times he is in bed with or yeah. <laughs> making out with a hot woman. That's like yeah. every single time he leaps. Yeah. About, about like 60% of the time he ends up just tonguing some woman and then he's like, oh boy, <laughs> loving it. Uh, so apparently Bakula ad-libbed the line oh boy yeah. at the end of the first ever episode and the producer liked it so much that it became his signature final line at the end of each episode yeah, yeah, that yeah. followed right getting into the nitty gritty okay, of how, I answers, how quantum leaping works yeah. so when Sam leaps his body is physically present in the past although he, so he's, he, he has transported like he his body is in the past with him but like, I thought he's overtaking the body of someone else. Sort of, but it's not just that his brain is transported into their body. Okay. Like his body is his body does go back into the past. But what? So they're double the weight now because it's two people technically. No, 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 no. So Sam goes back into the past. Just Sam. Okay. Sam, but for some reason he appears to others around him as the person into whom he's oh. the person he's replaced. Okay. In time. Okay. So say I I went say I leaped back and replace someone yeah it is me but I look to everyone except for Al like the person I've, I've swapped with what happened to the other person well uh, the pre- apparently the people into whom Sam leaped are brought into the future where he was what yeah where, the, where they appear as Sam to the others that doesn't so, make any sense <laughs> so, so they are in the future of 1999 but they look like Sam to everyone else but they the, the guys in 1999 know what's going on so they can just the whole team of yeah. Project Quantum Leap does. and every time that happens they must have to go I don't know why it's fine it's fine exactly they are kept in an isolated waiting room to prevent them from learning anything about the future and they return to their own time when Sam leaps okay so, so sorry yeah no matter how good a job he does yeah. when they get transported back yeah. they're, they're going to be fucked up no but they're just in a room yeah but they're still like what the fuck was that about yeah but, but they're going to go Oh, I just woke up. What was that? I was I in in the future in a weird so, room. Ah, I probably just so whatever it. Sam does to change yeah. the past or yeah. whatever. Yeah, they have no memory of it. Not immediately clear. Because that's what confuses me. Because if he fixes things or yeah. he does amazing stuff, yeah. they go great, great. Let's send them back. Yeah, and then they get back into that body and go. Oh hi, darling. How's it going? I don't know. I haven't been here. <laughs> and he went, if if they were trying to fix the fact that he was being a prick, it's still a prick because <laughs> he has no idea that it's happened. So he like, he like, he pat- fixes nothing. Look, look, he's only got one job to do, all right? He, he turns up, he fixes it. If he then, like, say, fixes a marriage by being a nice yeah. guy, if he then leaves... What if he was an abuser and he comes back and he's like, I'm still abusing? That's not his problem, is it? He's done the What's quantum leap. What's the point leap. in the first place? He's done the quantum leap. That's the point. <sighs> Jesus. All right. So <laughs> so is he changing history? That's what I don't know. We'll get on to that. All right. So <laughs> I'm still on the bit about the body. Let me finish. <laughs> this is like Crime Traveller, where it spent four hours explaining the rules of Crime Traveller before... Did, did they do an episode I where they explained like, it all? I feel like if I explain, if, if I satisfactorily explain the concept of Quantum Leap to you, I'll then disappear. <laughs> do they do this? You got, Ziggy, Ziggy says there's a 98% chance you'll fail to explain the concept of Quantum in, Leap to Tom. In Quantum Leap, did yeah. they explain all this in the episode, or is this like fans working it out themselves? Did they explain it in the episode? <sighs> Fuck me, it must have taken a while. So... Do you want to hear about his body or not? Yes. Do you want to hear about Scott Bakula's body? Good body. <laughs> so, so his body is physically present in okay, the past. Okay, but they, they're looking at it like it's some lady from 1964. Exactly. All right. B, 
Because in one case, he leaps into a Vietnam veteran who has lost both his legs. Right. But Sam can still, can still walk. See. So other people, it looks like he's floating. What? Because they like see him as a guy with no legs, but Sam can walk around. <laughs> it's bonkers. However, while he is in the past, yeah. Sam's mind may become jumbled with those he has leaped into. Okay. Because science. Okay. So in one episode, for example, he leaps into the body of Lee Harvey Oswald and feels an intense pressure to assassinate John F. Kennedy, despite knowing it is the wrong thing to do. Interestingly, uh, Donald Belisario met Lee Harvey Oswald in the 1950s when they were both in the Marines. Yeah. Best A little bit of uh, JFK trivia. So of Sam's leaps, Belisario himself said, the idea is that... The idea is not that he really is that person. Okay. That never was the concept. The concept in my head was that when he leaped in, people saw the aura of the person he leaped into. So it's it's like a like a hologram or whatever. Okay. So throughout the course of the series, uh, Sam leapt into both male and female bodies, uh, into the bodies of real life figures, including Elvis, and on one occasion, <laughs> into the body of a chimpanzee used in, the, used in the early days of the space program in an episode that was a hit with animal rights activists over its portrayal of inhuman treatment of chimps. Oh, bloody hell. Bubble. I'm not bubble, lady. Now, I'm not a open. chimp. Can't you hear? I'm freaking English. I'm freaking chimp. You're lucky you didn't leap in as a bullfrog. <laughs> See, this changes all the rules because surely from now on they can be any animal. Right, it's, well, yeah, this is, it's never quite specified. So as long as it's sort of monkey-ish, it's fine. Well, I'm guessing it, yeah. Because, like, could Sam leap into the body of a dog or a bullfrog, as Al says, or a bird? What are the limits? Never really explored. Because what if he just became, like... A fly, but then Ooh. could he just be like bacteria? Yeah, like like an amoeba. Yeah, or a, a, a monkfish. If Quantum Leap had continued, presumably these are the issues it would have tackled. A monkfish. So Sam Beckett leapt into every year from 1953 through 1987, which was when he was born to when the series started. Okay. Uh, at least once, every single year, at least once, except the years 1977, 1984, and 1986. Any reason? No, I just didn't never get around to it. Just didn't get around to it. Right. On one occasion, though, in the final season, he's able to travel not just within his own lifetime, but to leap along his genetic line, and he finds himself in the American Civil War as his great-grandfather, Captain John Beckett. Apparently, uh, Donald Belisario, as the series went on, he toyed with breaking the rule again, and in one mooted idea for the climax to season five, the final season, uh, Sam would have leapt into the future and ended up on a space station. Just making up as I go along, man. Come on, come on, stick to your rules. Yeah, it was very complicated rules, but stick to them. Yeah, now, now you're getting ludicrous. I know. Getting now, it's, now it's yeah. just outrageous. Uh, Sam, though, was not the only leaper. In a trilogy of episodes in the final season, uh, we were introduced to the idea of evil leapers who are running oh. a counter operation oh, to Sam's that was looking to put things wrong that once went right because they were dicks. So this isn't changing the past. It's it's someone's fucked it up and they're restoring it. Like Red Dwarf stoked me a clipper when he goes back to be JFK and, and you know what I mean. You know that one? Where yeah, they, I, know, they, I, know, I know. I know what you mean. Where they they. They someone changed the past and said, "We've got to kill JFK because that's the way." It it's I don't believe it's immediately clear whether Sam is only fixing what the evil leapers have previously messed up, 
Could well be. Could well be. Because otherwise he's changing changing everything every well, time. Well, no, but it's cause and effect. So, you can't do that. So the rules, the rules of time travel in Quantum Leap are a bit squiffy. <sighs> so in some episodes, Sam is able to change the future. So there's this one episode where his actions actually lead to Al's death uh, prior to them meeting on the Quantum Leap project. God. And he must then work to reverse these events. But in other episodes, Sam's actions only serve to create the history with which we are all already familiar. Just making it up as they go along. <laughs> so in the episode involving Lee Harvey Oswald, yeah. while Sam and Al do not prevent the assassination of Kennedy, which Sam thinks is his mission, mm-hmm. uh, his actions actually prevent Oswald from making a second shot that killed Jackie Kennedy in the original fictional history. Yeah. So he's like, oh, oh, got it. Oh, I didn't yeah. save JFK. He's like, ah, but in the original timeline... Jackie died too so you did change history but just to what that's why you remember it as that way because you already did it yeah so because of the time travel aspect uh, many episodes allude to famous people or incidents indirectly so we mentioned Elvis earlier Uh, Sam also teaches Michael Jackson the moonwalk what convinces a teenage buddy Holly to change the lyrics of his song Piggy Sue which is originally a tribute to a pig uh, to Peggy Sue okay and he suggests to a young Donald Trump that he invests in New York real estate. No. Dr. Sam Beckett is, respo- his fault. is responsible for the rise of Trump. Uh, you know I'm glad he never returned home. Yeah. <laughs> Karma. So in, in 2016, Scott Bakula reprised the role of Sam Beckett on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, uh, with a holographic Colbert advising him to prevent the rise of Donald Trump. <laughs> Where are you headed, kid? My dad's office. Someday I'm going to be in real estate just like him. Okay, Scott, fix the future. Well, it sounds like a good job, but uh, listen, kid, promise me you'll never get into politics. It's a cruel business, and trust me, you couldn't handle it. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, that's not good. Ziggy says there's an 85% chance that Trump goes into politics sooner just to, quote, show some dumb cab driver who said I couldn't handle it. And he's elected president? No, he's elected pope. Oh, my God. His God now. Do something. Hey, kid, you you know what I think? Mexican people are really nice. Yeah, Mexicans are great. Yeah, there you go. Scott, no, no. What? Now he falls in love with a Mexican girl named Mariella, and she ends up breaking his heart. There's a 99% chance here that the Pope Trump still builds the wall, deports all the Hispanics, plus anybody named Paul. Who's Paul? That's a very niche sketch for Stephen Colbert to do. That's why Colbert is very niche in himself. So, Quantum Leap, a niche show. So glad we're doing our latest episode all about it. So, as well as a niche show, uh, Quantum Leap, apart from the whole Trump thing, we'll, we'll brush over that, it was also something of a progressive show. Sort of. Sort of. Um, I, I'm going to say now, it meant well... But it's not aged well. <laughs> true. Hence true. why you never see it repeated. <laughs> so, though no special mention is made of it during the series, not a big deal, don't worry about it, it's yeah, just the way yeah, things yeah, are. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of Ziggy's programmer, Gushi, who's played by Dennis Wolfberg, yeah. Project Quantum Leap is run almost entirely by women. Huh. They include uh, Dr. Donna Elise, Sam's wife, we'll get onto that, who is also a physicist, played by Terry Hatcher oh. in the season one episode Starcrossed. And then by Mimi Cusick uh, in the season four opening episode, The Leap Back, where Sam and Al are struck by a lightning bolt and swap positions, obviously. <laughs> so this is, this, is com- uh, this is complex, Sam's whole relationship with Donna. Okay. So though Donna jilted Sam in the original timeline, The Leap Back 
uh, establishes that he had changed history at some point and was married to Donna because he went back to her past in a previous episode so something he did there changed things so they did get married but he didn't know that until he went back to the present when he swapped places with Al when he got struck by lightning okay so but but, so so now in 1999 right yeah Sam is married to Donna but she told Al not to tell the amnesiac Sam of their marriage because she didn't think he could fulfil his missions properly which sometimes involved romancing women if it, if she was just cool with it. She's totally cool. Okay. She's totally cool. The most understanding wife mm, of all time. Wouldn't happen now. <laughs> when, when, when Sam went back, Donna told him that she never felt betrayed by any of his actions with other women because he was just, yeah, just doing his job. Just, just doing my job. So it. totally off the hook. Yeah. Uh, that episode was written by Donald Belisario. Oh, funny that. A man. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I will also say it's just as well that Donna is so forgiving because though the character is never seen as an adult, Dr. Sammy Joe Fuller, who's another physicist working at the project, is actually Sam's daughter, what? sired by him during one of his leaps into the past. What? He went back into the past. Yeah. Impregnated someone. She then had a daughter who grew up to, it turns out, be another physicist working on Project Quantum Leap. Bit awks, isn't it? <sighs> oh, dear, man. Messy. Messy. Now, again, given the, the time travel setup, it wasn't all meeting celebrities and impregnating <laughs> women from the 50s. The show would sometimes try to tackle social issues with mixed results yeah so so there's season four's uh, running for honor in which sam visits a naval college to prevent homophobic classmates from killing a gay cadet uh, and this episode proved controversial with with al arguing against having gay soldiers in the armed forces and sam's cool he's like al don't be a dick yeah but mm. yeah then there's a uh, season one episode seven the Colour of Truth, in which Sam leaps into uh, Jesse Tyler, played by Howard Matthew Johnson, an ageing black chauffeur in the segregated South. They mean well, they do mean I well. I know they meant well, yeah. So, uh, in Jesse's body, Sam must save his wealthy white employer from dying in a car crash while persuading her to play a more active role in the civil rights movement. As I say, it is well-meaning. But it's like it's like the white man coming to, to I'm rescue not, the black man. Exa- I'm not sure how well it's white uh, saviour vibe yeah. would go down today. And there are scenes oh, like no. this. Oh, no. Oh, no. What you're afraid is going to happen <sighs> is going to happen. Hogwash. Beg pardon? What you were talking is hogwash. Nobody's going to change the way things are. But they will. Blacks are going to unite. Blacks? Blacks, that's what they'll... That's what we'll be called instead of Negroes. What in God's name's wrong with being called a Negro? Maybe it's just a little too close to... I've never used that word, Jesse. Not to your face or behind your back. When you sat at Miss Patty's counter, I figured you were just getting old or... Somehow slipped your mind. But now I think you've gone just plumb crazy. I've gone crazy. Miss Melanie, I'm not the one burning crosses in the front of people's homes. Yeah. But that, it's, it's weird because it's half like... It's quite powerful in a way. Mm. But then it's like... Uh, maybe we should just stay clear of it, right? Really. Uh, yeah, uh, stay clear of that. Definitely yeah. stay clear of that. I feel like it's a tough one because if if his 
position is leaping into random people from history mm. you can't just ignore there's no reason for him to not so maybe no. I think if he didn't know he'd have to be it has to be people from his family it's the only way he could not accidentally offend everyone <laughs> I mean him leaping into people of other races people of other genders yeah. I just don't think it would play so it well these days it just wouldn't work I just don't think it would work yeah. But I, I know what they were trying to do. They were tr- it was all well-meaning. Yeah. It was a well-meaning romp, people. And and it did have some all-time great episodes that do still stand up. So I, I love, particularly, I remember this one particularly weirdly from my childhood, uh, the fifth ever episode, which is called How the Test Was Won. Now in this one, Sam is convinced, so Ziggy tells him, that his mission is to woo cowgirl heiress Tess. He ends up losing her to strapping love rival Wayne and he's disappointed he's like oh I didn't get the girl yeah. until Al shows Sam that here he does not look like hunky Scott Bakula but a gawky balding middle aged man <laughs> well, but surely he knows, knows this from the start no so on this occasion he didn't look in the mirror till the very end well he's an idiot then. <laughs> twist doesn't work if he does that come here come here what look in here Check it out. Go on. You had a lot to overcome, Sam. Sorry, you can't really see that, obviously. You can't see it at all because it's on audio. But, A, Mm. that guy wasn't that bad. You made it sound like he was like um, the fattest, ugliest, boldest man on the planet. He was like, just a guy. He's fine. Not yeah, that bad. The other guy was like, really but, good looking. But also, this is, you couldn't get away with this now. Body, 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 um, fascism. Fascism. yeah, it's like body shaming. So he was fine. But what I like, I like the moral of that story, which is, he did very well considering. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, the whole thing is all based on, are you hot? No, well, fuck you then. It was, he was fine, that guy. Yeah, but the other guy was, again, Wayne was very good looking. Wayne was very good looking. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Doc did very well. Uh, he did very well with what he had to she play. She thought play about it. it. She, she, did about th- it. Th- she did think about it. Yeah. Even though he looked average. <laughs> so other, other fan favourites include the season two finale, MIA, in which Sam leaps into police detective Jake Rawlings and is told by Al that his mission is to stop a young woman, Beth, whose husband is missing in action in Vietnam from marrying someone else. So he's like, Sam, don't let Beth marry someone, that's your mission. However, in this touching episode, Sam's attempts to stop her seem doomed to fail, and things become more clear when her MIA husband is revealed to be Al. So, what? He's, so he's just trying to stop Sam, or he's trying to get Sam to stop Beth from marrying someone else, because that's what happened in the original timeline. She married someone else while he was MIA in Vietnam. Oh, shit. And the episode ends with Al seeing Beth one last time. Beth dancing alone, Al at her side, unable to touch her, and she can't see him. Got him. <laughs> Beth, I've missed you so much, honey. It's been such a long time. 25 years. And of course you haven't changed, but I have. I'm an admiral now. Me, the ensign that said that anyone with the rank above lieutenant was a horse's ass. <laughs> Beth, you didn't hear me, did you? 
emotional stuff. Yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling? A bit bummed. Yeah. yeah. And there's also... I was about to say, like, wow, so he must have, like, been the, the past. He must have, like, gone into the future or something. It's only 25... Oh, shit. 1999 is only 25 years since Vietnam. Yeah. Fuck me. Because I feel like 25 years ago from now, that, that feels like forever. I the don't future. know. But uh, that's shit. So when, when, we, when we were living our life as kids in yeah. the 90s, yeah. it's like 20 odd years since Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that feel fucking old now? Oh, we're old. Yeah. It is that thing of thinking, oh, 30 years ago, what, 1970? Yeah. No. 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 When you were born, mate. The 90s. Yeah. When Quantum Leap was on. <laughs> yeah, shit. It's been longer since Quantum Leap was on than it was then to Vietnam. Quantum Leap is our Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of when we I interviewed <clears throat> Robson Green. And he said that Robson and Jerome was From his Vietnam own... Vietnam to, to Robson Green in one easy move. It was his, Robson and Jerome was his own personal Vietnam, is what he said. Hey, 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 in the future it's a good one and there's also Scott Bakula's favourite episode uh, season 3's touching premiere The Leap Home where a surprised Sam leaps back into his own teenage body in 1970 and he gets to spend one last Thanksgiving with his family knowing that his brother would later be killed in Vietnam and that his father would die of a heart attack it's not fair Al I mean come on it's not fair well I think uh I think it's damn fair. What? I'd give anything to see my father and my sister for a few days, to be able to talk with them again, laugh with them, tell them how much I love them. I'd give anything to have what you have, Sam. Anything. All I can think of, because in that scene, Al is holding one of his trademark cigars. And so, either he is actually smoking a cigar in 1999, and it's it's projecting a hologram of his, also his cigar, or it's a holographic cigar, (laughs) and it's not a real cigar, in which case, why is he smoking the cigars? But he's wearing smart suits every time as well, so is that being transported from the future? Presumably, along with with his cigars. Yeah, Yeah. he's wearing... uh, very sort of natty 80s fashion which yeah. obviously came back into fashion in the future of 1999 oh it's just like it doesn't make sense if you think about it too much uh, so Quantum Leap uh, struggled initially it did not do well in the ratings uh, because it was shunted around the schedules by NBC and it actually came close to being cancelled in its third season uh, however a lesser writing campaign helped save the series and it enabled it to continue for two more years uh, the series also gradually attracted a cult following, and the finale was viewed by 13 million American households. And it was sort of prestigious in yeah. its own way. So, according to Dean Stockwell, his friend Dennis Hopper, obviously, <laughs> had originally advised him not to take a role on television. Hopper was like, "You don't want to do Quantum Leap, Dean," but uh, because Stockwell had just been nominated for an Oscar oh. for his performance in 1988's *Married to the Mob*. 
Uh, but Stockwell took the role anyway, and he was nominated, in fact, for four Emmys and four Golden Globes, and he won a Golden Globe in 1990 for his role as Al. Good. Yeah. So, talking about that finale, the, yeah. the final ever episode, yeah. which we uh, alluded to at the mm-hmm. very beginning of this podcast, yeah. in the final episode of Quantum Leap, Mirror Image, Sam leaps through space-time, but as himself. He's himself, but not like he hasn't gone into his own body, he's just, he's just himself. At, you know, he looks in the mirror and he sees... Scott Bakula. Okay. He hasn't replaced another person, but he's arrived at the exact time of his birth. And he meets this mysterious barkeep who may or may not be God, don't worry about it. Alright, so he's gone on Matrix. Who, <laughs> yeah, this guy might be like a proto-architect. Okay, He's right. played by uh, Bruce McGill, who also appeared in the first episode in a different role. I don't know if that was just coincidence or if it's mm. meant to imply something. So this barkeep is aware of Sam's situation and he assures him that while previously believed to be random, Sam actually himself controls his leaps not out of a subconscious urge to make the world a better place. So his brain is sort of driving him through history to so keep... He, he wanted to be a monkey. <laughs> yeah, he, he wanted to help the monkey. Okay. Why did he help the monkey? Aye. What's your problem with that? You're, like, you're, like, you're fine with him saving Jackie Kennedy, but the plight of the monkey doesn't concern you. Yeah, maybe he went to a zoo one day and it's in the, the back of his mind that he really wanted to help that that that, monk, that specific monkey's like granddad. He wants to make sure... It was he okay. doesn't know what he's doing, he just knows he wants to help people and so the quantum leap machine keeps uh, sending him through history to help people. Okay. So, turns out, anyway, that Sam could actually return home any time he wants. But, oh, okay. but, he, but he doesn't want to, he wants to keep travelling through history helping people. Bullshit. That's what I'm saying to that. He's just a great guy. I'm sure he is, but apart from, the, well. apart from the whole Trump thing, yeah. he's a great guy. Okay. So in the final episode's epilogue, Sam leaps back one final time to visit Al's wife, Beth, okay. who we discussed earlier. And he assures her that her husband, who you know, is a prisoner of war at the time, he's like, don't worry, Al is going to come back one day. And that means that he changes history. She waits. She, she doesn't remarry. Yeah. She waits for yeah. Al. Yeah. And then in the future of 1999, Al and Beth are happily married. Sam, however, continues leaping, never to return home. Donald B. Pelisario and Scott Bakula have both expressed their ire with NBC over the series finale. So despite the cast and crew originally being assured of the series renewal, NBC at the 11th hour decided to just cancel the series after all. No! And they re-edited the ending to Mirror Image with title cards instead revealing the fate of Sam and Al. The worst title card in the history of television? I was going to say, the ultimate indignity. Sam Beckett's name was misspelt. How hard is it? Uh, I was going to say Google it, but they didn't have Google back then, but I don't know. Someone must have written it down. Documents. Someone must have written it down at some stage. It's in the credits. Sam Beckett. It's in the credits. To watch last week's episode. Oh, 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 I've got to knock up those t- Quantum Leap finale title cards last minute. Get an intern to do it. Uh, oh, oh, hey, how do, you, how do you spell Beckett? One, two, two. Uh, probably one. Don't worry about it. Just get it done, Charlie. Get it done. We're, we're, we're on the clock here. That's lunch. Oh, dear. Just, just a shoddy slapdash ending to a great series. However, despite his initial misgivings about how Quantum Leap ended, Scott Bakula later said, I think it's a beautiful ending. It was challenging, it was difficult, but I think it was the only answer. I like it. I like that Sam's out there, and I like that Al got to make his life right. It reminds me of um, Neil Patrick Harris talking about the end of How I Met Your Mother, where he's like, I thought it was a great ending. I I thought it was uh, difficult. I thought it was a bitter ending. It's like, no one else did. I'm glad you did. (laughs) No one wanted it. Just as well. No one else wanted it. No one else liked it. (laughs) Just as well. So that was where uh, Quantum Leap ended. 
I think I've got a nugget for you. And I do enjoy a nugget. Yeah. Um, there was apparently like a lost ending. Yeah. An well, I think they, ending. I think they filmed several endings. Yeah. So, uh, just this year, uh, in February, 2018, in case you're listening to this in five years' time or whatever, um, a fan appeared to find proof that there was a secret lost ending to Quantum Leap. Because, as, as you've already said, everyone hates the ending. But YouTuber Alison Pregler released a video sharing what she says are negatives for an alternate ending for the fifth season of Quantum Leap. Uh, how did she get her hands on such a historical item, you ask? How did she get her hands on such a historical item, Tom? <laughs> she, brought a, she essentially bought a bunch of Quantum Leap negatives on eBay mm-hmm. and she was looking through them. And then she found these particular ones. She's like, I don't recognise that. Which, yeah, she was like, what? It says, among the film strips were a series of images from photographer Fred, Fred Sabine showing Quantum Leap Al yeah. and his wife, Beth. The two of them look aged in the images and they're surrounded by framed photographs of them and their daughters, confirming that this is the timeline established in that finale, which you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. In the images, the two of them are posing over a photograph, which looks to be Sam Beckett. The negatives match a reported alternate ending script where Al and Beth discuss whether Al should leap so that he could find Sam, setting up a journey that could lead Sam home. So you've got these pictures here. So there's like a boom in the in the shot. And they're like... Oh, I've never seen these. Exactly. They're black and white. It's yeah. Beth and uh, Al chatting. And there's... Yeah, because apparently there's... I, I might be wrong, but there's like been a script that's been around for a while of an alternate ending. And this, these pictures confirms sort of genuine. confirm that that was the case. Should have ended like that then, shouldn't they? Eh? Yeah, but I mean, that sort of... Um, I don't know actually that could have been a good ending because it's like it, it's sort of ambiguous it's yeah. like Sam is sort of lost yeah. to time like yeah. Bob in Reboot but then he's like I'm, I'm going to go get him yeah. does he get him oh I don't know well, the, the at, script, least, at least there's a bit of hope the script was great because Beth, Beth goes um, uh, the, the bartender would know where Sam was in the future and Al goes how do I ask him as a hologram he couldn't hear me if he's God then I think he'll hear you uh, but without Sam in that bar I can't get there you could if you leaped I might not come back you'll come back anyone who came back from Vietnam can come back from anywhere 35 years later and you still amaze me and that's how it ends nice and, and you know we, we've got the negatives we haven't got the scene <laughs> itself but who needs it when it's been so expertly acted out by your good self <laughs> playing, the, playing the dual roles uh, of both Al and Beth Mr Tom Eames do, do you know what what? Big Finish should uh, do a, <laughs> do an audio end of, uh, of how what? it should have ended starring you yeah <laughs> Dean Stockwell is still alive but yeah. whatever so uh, there were quite a few unused ideas actually uh, in Quantum Leap not just that alternate ending mm-hmm. but just across the original series run uh, one involved Sam leaping into a baby <laughs> they didn't get to make that, that episode Good. Uh, and an animated episode they considered doing that where I, I guess he leaps into a cartoon character I think at that point you've gone full community and you just need to just just kill it with a stick. Never go full community. Yeah. Much as I love community. Yeah. Uh, Donald Belisario also wanted to do an episode where Sam leaps into Thomas Magnum from Magnum PI. <laughs> Is that his other that show? That I would have loved. But then you've 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 gone. I don't know, you've just gone haywire. The thing is, the thing is, as Scott Bakula, who, as we've touched on, is a very attractive man, you're kind of always, like like in How the Test Was Won, you're always kind of like, ah, what am I getting? Do you know what? Whatever it is, when I look in the mirror, it's not going to be as good as Scott Bakula. On that one occasion, you'd be like, I'm Tom Selleck. Brilliant. <laughs> at, his, at, his, at his peak, in his prime. That's the one time you'd be like, shirt off. Yeah, you'd be like, yes. Yeah. Upgrade. <laughs> uh, it's unclear 
why this episode, this crossover episode, never materialised. Although in an earlier episode of Quantum Leap, a character is seen watching Magnum P.I., thus establishing that that series is fiction within yeah. the Quantum Leap universe. Yeah, well, so, you, no, you can't do it. Can't Sorry. do it now. Can't do it now. Uh, there have been occasional announcements of plans to revisit or restart the series, because it does seem like it's, you know, I know yeah. prime, prime yeah. for a reboot. Uh, in July 2002, the Sci-Fi Channel, before it was the Siffy Channel, mm-hmm. they announced uh, it was developing uh, a two-hour television film based on Quantum Leap that would serve as a backdoor pilot for a possible new series with Belisario as executive producer. Then, uh, eight years later, at the 2010 San Diego Comic-Con, uh, Scott Bakula said that Belisario was working on a script for a possible Quantum Leap feature film. Uh, seven years later again, <laughs> leap, leaping forward in time. In 2017, Belisario confirmed at LA Comic-Con, so basically he turns up at Comic-Con and says, yeah. Are you though? He confirmed in 2017 that he had finished a script for a feature film, but there is no news since then. <laughs> Dr. Sam Beckett has never returned. I've written a script, but no one gives a shit. Basically, no one wants to make it. No one wants to make Quantum Leap. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, uh, they did take it to some studios, and they're like, "What quantum? No one knows what quantum means." And Scott back and like, "All right, fine. Uh, that's annoying. I'll just go to the cinema, I guess. What's on? Quantum of Solace. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you." And I'd argue that that well, I don't even have to argue. Quantum Leap far better than Quantum of Solace. I'd rather watch a Quantum Leap movie, yes. starring an aged Scott yeah. Bakula, yeah. and you as Al. <laughs> <laughs> than, than Quantum Solace <laughs> and I say that as a Bond fan well Quantum Leap lived on though didn't it in terms of other shows which totally stole the idea such as Sliders Sliders yeah mm. yeah. reboot in that, that one season where, yeah. where Enzo turned into Matrix as yeah. we've talked about before and even though of course Doctor Who did you know come before Quantum Leap yeah. episodes of Doctor Who since yeah. such as Rosa the very popular episode for the most recent series uh, that a lot of people said that was like Quantum Leap, yeah. sort of influenced by Quantum Leap. See? Yeah. yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> we haven't wasted our time. <laughs> totally worth doing an episode of Quantum Leap. So that is it. Your next leap, Tom, will be the leap home. Uh, for more of this sort of nonsense, visit our website, twogeekstwobeers.com, where you can find literally hours, probably days at this point, yeah. of, of, Sorry of hashtag content, uh, drunken analysis of cult television, movies and video games. Uh, we're also on iTunes, Stitcher, and a variety of other podcast platforms where you can subscribe, rate, and review us. Not only can you, you, you should. should. Yeah. Consider that your mission. Yeah. And uh, don't forget, we're also on all the social channels. We are. At Two Geeks Cast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram. Sporadically updated. Yeah. But we're going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please do let us know if you've enjoyed any recent episodes or if you've just discovered us and are listening back to the older episodes uh, you can do that on social or via email which is podcast at twogeeks2beers.com and send us suggestions yeah because we're running dry we are going to run out of ideas we are going to run out of ideas eventually yeah. at some, some point we're going to just do an episode where we're pretending to be a monkey and you know back in the 60s and you know we're going to do jag yeah. <laughs> That's you... I, I want to do jag because I don't know what it is so have it good <laughs> jag is like our, our chimp episode <laughs> okay uh uh, just before we wrap, a quick shout out to Lee Beat and the Beat family listening in Birmingham. Uh, Lee messaged us on Facebook. Apparently, he and his family are huge fans of the podcast. Uh, they love it and never miss one. Uh, so, Lee and family, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah. As we appreciate all our lovely listeners. Absolutely. And yeah. we'll give you a shout out if you send us one. <laughs> yeah. If you ask for a shout out, we will literally just give you one. Yeah. 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 
So, next up, it's the most wonderful time of the year, and possibly the stupidest idea for an episode yet. Yeah. We've ranked the Sherlocks. <laughs> Last year, we ranked the Scrooges. Yeah. This year, for our Two Geeks, Two Beers Christmas special, we're ranking the Santas. <laughs> Who is the greatest screen, said Nick? Is Kurt Russell the sexiest Santa ever? Will we have drunk too much festive ale to form cogent arguments? Tune in next time to find out. <laughs> next year it's going to be like, ranking the Jesuses? <laughs> ranking the Jesai. <laughs> to play us out. Yeah. Very fitting. It's Bone Cage's hilarious spoof what? of Rockwell's Somebody's Watching Me. I always feel like I'm going to quantum leap. Fantastic. <laughs> See you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Oh boy. <laughs> Just gone straight to the. 
right.